I'm trying to find what that other change was to Star Wars that Lucas did that, that I knew would get you mad, Neil. I think I've seen like five total. I don't, so far only one of them's really got me. No. Of, yeah, that one. Because it was the one thing that everyone made fun of about episode three. And no! Like, oh, I'll put it in episode six. I can't believe they replaced uh, Frank Oz's uh, Yoda puppet with... Yeah, with one that, with a CG puppet that doesn't look very good. Hopefully they, they didn't do that in the uh, later three movies. Because that would be a travesty. What would be a travesty? If uh, the Yoda puppet in uh, Empire Strikes Back was uh, replaced with a digital double. Oh, well, they did in the in the the other movies. I mean, the later... Or actually, the earlier movie, what was considered the one two. Yeah. But you know about the uh, no in episode six, right? Oh, yeah. I, I, I saw that. That was... Is that a joke or is that real? That's, That's real. real. Oh. Lucasfilm confirmed. You know what? I think what I, happened was they, they went over to James Earl Jones' house and hit a tape recorder and showed them what they wanted him to do, and he read it first and says, no. No! And, no. They, and, then, they, and then they stopped the tape recorder and said, thank I'm you, I'm sorry, Jones. but I bet you if you bring up episode three... Episode three and take watch that no and I bet you it's the exact same no and they they just copied it uh, from the master track and brought it over and pu- pu- I bet you I well, bet they, you money they did they did crop out you know, Hayden Christensen's head and plop it over the original uh, Anakin actor and no they did not they did uh, I'm, I I've decided I'm with Patton Oswalt I need to create a time machine I'm going to go with him to go in back in time and beat George Lucas to death with a shovel I I really <laughs> I think this needs to happen Well you know, the other ones I don't mind as much the you know them giving Wicket uh you know I you know an eyelid this doesn't really bother me that much because it's almost invisible but still at the same time it's his need to put a, a digital effect in every shot Yeah I mean, I like the, to be honest, when they re-showed the, the Star Wars, uh, the, the 4, 5, and 6, and they had added the scene with, uh, with uh, Jabba the Hutt, uh, and, and uh, I, that I was okay with. Of course, I was pissed off because we all know that Han shot first. We it's not even Han shot it. first, it's Han shot, period. Yes. <laughs> That's my argument. Uh. Ben that. But but really the whole the whole the whole dialogue with Jabba you could tell that they jettisoned that Jabba scene and they moved a lot of that dialogue over to his conversation with Greedo because they compl- they repeat a lot of the same lines verbatim right uh, and, uh, which in a filmmaker's eyes would make the Jabba scene almost superfluous or the the Greedo scene almost superfluous because it's a repeating of the lines yeah we should always add that you know this is just a stupid. Uh, uh, movie to sell toys, you know, that ended up selling toys. But, man, I had such a connection to 4, 5, and 6. Everyone had a connection. I loved 5. 5 was my favorite. I mean, 4, I watched at 11 years old. I saw it in the theater. I got in the line uh, with my buddy, and we stood in line at the Galleria in Houston, and, and we happened to just hit it just before everyone else did. The line went all the way. I don't know if you've ever seen the Galleria in Houston, but... The, the the where the movie theater was and went up the steps the the line ended up going up these steps and almost around the uh the this ice skating rink so it was like pretty big deal right and I I saw it there I saw I saw all three in the theaters and it really had a great impact on me but then uh, just what he's continued he's like dude just stop stop 
You're getting your money. Just leave it the fuck alone. Well, I love what Neil said that he he could release in the the, the Nirvana uh, six minute uh, cartoon short on the, the DVD by itself, and he would make a million dollars just releasing that. Right. <laughs> the one well, and the then he's even festival. said when I saw him on Daily Show, he's like, you know, there are kids that like uh, the 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 uh, the Clone Wars. That's their favorite. And well, like, then you, you know need what? to educate those kids. <laughs> no, I just kind of go. It's and, and once again, it's his movie. Can do whatever the hell he wants with it. But it's always there's always that face palm, you know, face palm to the face. You just go, ah, oh, Jesus. I wish it was a palm to his face. Yeah. But yeah, the no was pretty bad. Well, it was another one that was pretty bad in the latest. Oh, he added the you know the hand walker guy that was the pod bro- the pod pilot racer from episode one. Sabolba. Yes, he's in episode six now. Doing what? Just walking. Yeah, just he's just okay. walking by the screen. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's not so. That's not so bad. Did they ever fix the bad Matt line on the, the the Rancor, or did they just leave that in? They fixed everything. They added all this new shit in, but they didn't even fix the bad Matt line on the Rancor. Well, they've made they've made uh, improvements to it with each version, but uh, quote I unquote th- improvements. Yeah, I, I think it's still kind of bad. <laughs> I just, I just, he, he added this. Four-minute music number, but he didn't, like, fix the bad mat line. I'd be okay if he fixed the mat line, but the music number has to go. Uh, See, now I'm all aggravated. Did you do that just for that, just so when we get into this? <laughs> he does that. I, 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 can, I like to aggravate people. That's what I do. It's, uh, I can be all, like, I'll be aggravated like Carl Maycheck. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> The Webcast Beacon Network has been covering and promoting creativity and the creative process since 2007. With the Webcomic Beacon, its newscast, the Tropecast, and Web Fiction World. You know, you can take a break from stupid things on Tumblr to go look at something useful. I would feel cheated if one of my friends said, Hey, I wanted to share this comic book, and they gave me three pages torn out of the comic book. (laughs) Depends upon whether or not the action girl is capable of penetrating the wall of stock footage that the magic girl throws up while she's prepping. Not only hungover but I also accidentally ate spoiled cream cheese, so I also had my own uh, food poisoning. Um, Anti-traditional publishing, much? Um, no, it's not, nothing to do with that. You'd have to be buried like hazmat, like in a salt mine. <laughs> <laughs> For three years, I've shown up once a week and tried to be serious. <laughs> and normally, we just sit around talking about boobs, but... Uh... Web comics, comic news, tropes, and web fiction, all at webcastbeacon.com. So I boned up on this uh, on this uh, subject just oh. to make sure I knew what we were talking about. Excellent, excellent. Well, you were there. Yeah, I know, but you know it's been a few months and I've slept since then. So <laughs> no, but I mean you were you were in the industry and oh well, yeah. I mean, I, I I hope that I am not going to be polarizing because really my opinion is it it it's one of those it depends. Well, no, it's a, no, it's it's fine because uh, because uh, as as we talked at the convention, I I couldn't find someone really really frothing at the mouth sub snob, so yeah. we're not going to have a polarizing <laughs> debate because we we can't find that person. Yeah, we found, I think, we, well, I don't think first, that person exists anymore. We, we found we found one Kitty Hawk. We found one, but that person. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. I I kind of 
tried to nix that one several times. Then <laughs> I, I told you about the, the time at Anim, Animazement. Did I tell you about that? Yes, you did. I want you to tell Neil the story because I told Neil the story and he loved it. He okay. said, I love this man is when I told Neil the story. It makes me sound like a cranky dude, but, I, I, okay. but it just at the moment I was like, dude, no. You're not going to get, no. <laughs> a sub snob. Well, he wasn't really a. It was just some punk kids, really. Oh, okay. Animu. They 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 thought they were gonna say something to me and piss me off. And it, oh, okay. I threw it back, and they thought I was gonna try to be nice, and I was like, no, you don't want something. You need to know about me. <laughs> I'm not always nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and Brett, this is Kitty Hawk of SCVY.com. Hello, oh, Kitty Hawk. Hello. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. And where Kitty Hawk is on the show because Kitty Hawk actually spent a couple of years in Japan and cool. Yep. And um and I was like where, uh, you, where where were you? I was in Shibuya the whole time. I didn't. Shibuya. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. I don't know if I went to Shibuya while I was there. I lived in Yokosuka, so went cool. to Tokyo a couple times. I've been to Tokyo. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. I, I keep uh, getting uh, uh, emails from uh, Shinichi Watanabe, uh, Nabishin. Yeah. He's always like, you come to Japan, we party. I was like, dude, <laughs> you'll kill me. That's what will happen. Take my wife and I'll be dead in a ditch somewhere. <laughs> now, were you the one who played Nabishin? Yeah. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> The, the white Richard Browntree? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. He's like, I knew I knew I, I wanted you for a reason. And, yeah, Neil, and Neil, as Brett told me, it was the cu- guitar, not the not the pineapple salad. Oh, would you put the salad there? <laughs> Wait, what? With the, that killed Roy? Oh, yeah, it was the guitar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, did, Ben, did you also tell him my rant that I had about that? No. Okay. Well, my rant is, when when we got out of the, when I re- finished that scene, uh, I got out of the booth and I go, can I throw a fit for a moment to Matt? And he was like, yeah, go ahead. And I was like, okay, look, I'm not a continuity guy all the time, but this is ridiculous. And he says, what are you talking about? I go, look, any time in the military, if there's some kind of dogfight a pilot has gotten into, when he lands his plane or whatever it is that he's landing, what's the first thing that they do? They're going to check him head to toe. I was like, so this is ridiculous that he would be like, oh, well, I'm bleeding to death and nobody notices. (laughs) I think I'll just go home. Dumbass. (laughs) So... Matt thought that was funny. He's <laughs> like, Fred, you're so cute. He's like, shut up. <laughs> Let's get this show started. All right, uh, welcome again to Animation Aficionados. Uh, tonight we're doing the episode that uh, I'm calling uh, Localization and Defending Carl. This is, uh, this is a very special episode. This is one we have planned since the inception of the show. Uh, we have a very special guest tonight, but uh, let me introduce everybody. I am your host, Ben, joined by my to- co-host, TV Mr. Neil. That's very funny, a fly marrying a bumblebee. And with us is Kitty Hawk. Hello, visit stvy.com. And, of course, our very special guest, Brett Weaver. Yay! I told you I'd shoot, but you didn't believe me. Why didn't you believe me? <laughs> <laughs> 
And, uh, of course, we'll get this started. Uh, uh, localization is not as demonized as it was in the past. Oh, it, yeah. But in the past, it certainly as hell was demonized. It was considered one of the worst things to happen to anime, even though there wouldn't be anime to bring over if everything was all in Japanese with subtitles. No one would have ever picked it up. I don't know. It was picked up for a long time like that, but dubbing definitely did bring some more people in. Yes. Unfortunately, some of the early dubs were kind of... Um, Funny is the word I think I'm looking for. I would say stilted. That's what I would say. Oh, yes, that's the word, exactly, yes. Or or just nonsensical in some cases. Shoe racer? Yes. Hey, wait, hold up, hold up now. <laughs> I love me some speed racer. So. You know, I talk no, 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 I love speed racer. I, I talked to, uh, to uh, Mr. Fernandez, and uh, uh, I had asked him about that. I was like, why? And he said, you know, at the time, we didn't know how to do this. We saw the lip flaps moving, and we said, well, you've got to throw a word in for every one of those lip flaps. So he's like, so I wrote, and, you know, we did the best that we could. Yeah. yeah definitely it's easier these days with the um, with the ability to, you know, slow and speed up the, um, the film. And, like, uh, they can do some really cool things with the set background uh, music. So. You know, we haven't done, you know, in the times that I've I've recorded, we've never et, uh, changed uh, the speed of the film. Whoa, 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 whoa. So y'all were doing it still that way. Yeah, well, awesome. but, well, the difference was is we were able to slow and speed up the sound. Right, right. So, uh, but most of the time, you know, you know, we call it, you, you squish it. We, right, <laughs> Where right. you would take out little bits or you would oh, yeah. compress it just a little bit. You do it just a little bit to make things fit. And so, yeah. on the other hand, they made sure the animators knew. It's like, dude, don't do these fast-moving things because it's animated. One thing everybody needs to know is most of the stuff that you watch, is all of it is dubbed. It's, there's no prelay. There's, the Japanese don't prelay. They, they get the animators draw it, and then, then everybody's just got to catch up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like... Um, well, like, yeah, I know about the prelay is actually very rare. I mean, Disney does it, and, like, I think maybe a couple of studios in Japan actually still do it. Yeah, Miyazaki uh, did a little bit of it. Yeah, but they they mostly actually tell you, well, you got to keep up. Come on, come on, come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're paying you for. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, Kitty Hawk, as someone who has been in Japan and learned a little bit of the language. Very, very, very squash, squash. Okay. <laughs> uh, what's your take, what's your take on the, the people that's, that are absolute purists? Well, um, I have to admit that I was kind of a, I, I, I do prefer subs myself. And that's just because some of the early dubs were kind of, as we said, stilted. But, um, I don't know. I actually have come to realize, like, you can't expect everyone to understand, like, a lot of the concepts that are in there, like, you know, trying to explain senpai and kohai, you know, you'd have to have, sometimes they'll put, like, up at the top, like, a note that says, oh, senpai, kohai, this is what it is, you know, senior and junior. I'm like, eh, there's nothing like that in English. So let's, if you're going to dub, I'm, I feel like if you're going to sub it, go ahead and put a note in there because you're going to hear it a lot of times. But if you're dubbing it, just go ahead, take that out. Don't even address it. It's not really relevant in a lot of cases. 
It's usually just in a title. I mean, like, I, I actually, in the Clamp Campus Detectives uh, anime, they kept Kaicho instead of director. Was it, like, president or director is what it translates to? And even though I preferred him saying Kaicho personally, I kind of felt it was like, we're going to, like, refer to everyone in English terms, and then we're going to refer to this one guy in a Japanese term. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, if you're going to use all Japanese terms, cool, but if you're going to, like, just keep that one just because you're trying to keep some fans happy, it doesn't really work cause it looks sort of, I don't know, jarring. I guess that's just my op- opinion. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I guess I'm, I'm sort of easy up on it because I know, like, in Japan, when they localize things, they change some things, too. I mean, everyone does it just because, like, well, this is really hard to explain. Well, I don't know. That pancake kind of looks like a, like a, you know, Doriaki. He's eating a Doriaki. There we go. Done. <laughs> well, when they, when they localize the Simpsons into Arabic, they make it to where uh, Homer drinks soda now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you do, you do, or like, uh, beer in American cartoons becomes busy drink. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, I find that, I find that ridiculous because, <laughs> To me, it, it, it all depends. Okay, first of all, when it comes to um, uh, when it comes to um, Japanese stuff uh, or Jap- uh, anime, I've always thought that you know the honorifics and all of that are only important if the environment in which the anime was created yeah. is in a Japanese yeah. you know setting. If it's not, if it's in outer space or these people, you don't even know if they're Japanese or not. Then none of that matters. Yeah, exactly. Well, like, yeah, so I guess if, like, if the period piece, like, I would say set in, like, the Taisho era or something mm-hmm. like that, yeah, okay, yeah, using honorifics might might come into play, but, yeah, you're right. I, I don't see why, you know, I prefer them being in there in some cases, but it's not a big deal to me. It, it's like, I'm not going to, like, rip someone's throat out because, no, oh, no, no, you have to call someone San. But, but like, in uh, One Piece, where the, the there's the one character, I forget his name, who smokes... Yeah, yeah. And they turned it into a a, a lollipop. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm like, come on, you have to. It's real. I know. That's the environment, and it's not like it's encouraging kids to smoke. It's just that's what the character does. Yeah, but I mean, like in early like video games, they changed crosses into onks, so there are onks all over the place, like in (laughs) Castlevania or. or like what they change in like some some of the games they changed them to like bells or something like uh, that. Because you know that the that, that Egyptian religion is just <laughs> booming. Right I now. know, <laughs> especially <laughs> in vampire games. Yeah, exactly. And uh, furries love Bosk, so. Yeah, but one of my favorite uh, localization that uh, mishaps ever was uh, see when I watched the Simpsons movie, there was a part where Krusty the Clown says, "If you can, the only place you can find a greasier burger is in Mexico. And yes. I have a friend that lives in Mexico, and I asked him what they changed that to. And he says, oh, they changed it to, if you can find a greasier burger, I'll send you a prize. Oh. Oh. Not as funny. Yeah. They could have said America. It yeah, was... they should have just reversed the joke. Yeah. 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 Funny. yeah. Oh, man. Speaking of bad localizations on that, well, like, the Azamanga manga, where they, like, on the first volume, it was... They were learning Spanish, and in the second volume, they were learning English. English yeah. Yeah, because they decided to change it, and I was like, <laughs> please pick one. <laughs> they could be learning Latin. Yeah, well, I mean, and I, 
I mean, it did lead to, you know, they had did some Spanish jokes, but it was like, uh, but later they figured out, like, that would require writing jokes. So they went back to um, English. English. So. Oh, you, you want to hear, you know what's the worst localization that I uh, heard? It's actually something I auditioned for. Oh, uh, no. It was for, um, uh, what's the name of it? The, what's the, the, the one about the nations? Hitalia? Hitalia, yes. They wanted me to audition for uh, to be Germany, uh-huh. and uh, when I read and I auditioned right on this mic right here, but uh, uh, <laughs> I was I was like, man, this is not going to work because when they said, you know, they're asking him, I don't know, trying to get his attention, but my character says, "What is it? Another Jew?" And I was like, "Whoa, is that the <laughs> Japanese said that?" And they're like, "No," and I was like, "You guys rewrote it to that?" Oh, <laughs> Offensive much? <laughs> Jeez. What is it? Another Jew? It's like, oh, dude, no. Especially oh. this is taking place in World War Two. No. Something like that. But I was yeah, yeah. at the time. Like, I was like, well, they go, you're not cast. And I was like, I'm a little grateful <laughs> that I was not. Ouch. I know some people who don't like it based on the whole, you know, it's based on the Axis powers and stuff, but wow. It's wackiness ensues. Well, I mean, oh, man, that's excellent. That is excellent. Wow. I thought thought I had seen some bad localization. Okay, done. The the show's over. That that was it. (laughs) No, no, the... uh... Now, what I love to do to illustrate how localization is when people talk about the purest sense of the uh, of, of experiencing the original languages is I have a guest I like to have on named Pablo Prino who lives in South America. Uh-huh. And the Spanish dub of Magic Knight Ray Earth has the most hilarious rendition of the song. Oh, you told me. I have heard that. Yeah, yeah. And Pablo can belt it out hilariously. And I, I, I basically let him sing it out, and then I say... And to me, that sounds about the same as the Japanese. <laughs> oh, man, now I'm thinking of the Dragon Ball uh, song for America. Dragon, dragon, catch the dragon, dragon. It's ball. Rock the Dragon. Rock, okay, I, I could never tell because it just sounded so roar. I was like, wow, this is imaginative. Hey, I, uh, hey, I, I work right down the street from those guys. You know, and oh, funny man. you should say that, Ben, because uh, when that weekend, uh, Chris Sabat called me and said, hey, why don't you come record Dragon Ball with me? Like okay, <laughs> well, I was all over your... the guy who announces or introduces uh, Mr. Satan. Oh. I got to do that. Oh sweet! Did they oh. actually call him Mr. Satan this time? Yes, yes. Oh nice. And, 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 I, and I did it. I ended up doing it like a uh, uh, like a ring announcer for a wrestling match. Ooh. Oh cool. Yeah. He didn't want to do it at first, but he, but the guy leaves his mouth open the whole time that you pan up to see Mr. Satan. Mm-hmm. And so I just this long Satan, <laughs> and, uh, and we were laughing. He goes, "Let's try it again." And I was like, "I think that's it." And he goes, "No, let's just do two more." So we did two more, and he's like, "You're right. That first one's funny." So Satan. What else are you going to going to get to yell that in a job? I mean, Satan. Yes, Satan. What I love is how he was like the joke character, and Toriyami made the point that the joke. No, it's not Goku who saves the day. It's the it's the damn joke character that saves the day. That's how pet up he was with. Yeah, I mean, 
Well, he was he was probably banging his head against a desk, trying to commit suicide every day. <laughs> so but, he's like, and so so as a big screw you to his editor, he's like, no, it's it's Mr. Satan that saves the day, not Goku. Yep, yep, that was a big <laughs> fuck you to his editor. As then he left with his big pile of money. Yes, <laughs> I'm leaving with my big pile of money. <laughs> but uh, I'll, Brett, if you would please tell the story about the one run-in you had with a sub snob. Oh, okay. Well, I've had quite a few, but they, they're usually, I'm a big guy. I'm not, you know, I'm 240 pounds and, and, and I'm, you know, I'm a big guy. So I get on the elevator. This is, uh, I think it's Animazement in, uh, 2001, I think, if I remember correctly. I remember that because, uh, when I got my list of the, the guests, they they had an, what who the guest was and what they did mm-hmm. and I saw on my list it said Brett Weaver voice actress and I was like really <laughs> <laughs> and so for the rest of the convention I was like you better know who I am I'm a famous voice actress <laughs> give me respect so you should uh, put but, that on uh, business cards after that <laughs> I have a actually, business card somewhere actually I wonder what I wonder if it says that I I had a friend that. Uh, sent me a uh, Austin Chronicle uh, cover page that he worked for them, and so they they did this for him, and it's a picture of me looking really drunk, and I have a, uh, a tiara on, and it says, uh, Brett Weaver, riot intoxicated in tiara, sheds his perennial princess persona for his long-anticipated role as tough guy, Roy Fokker. And, uh, <laughs> and it says, the Chronicle reigning princess of voice work, Brett Weaver, best of 2005. <laughs> oh man, that's excellent! I love it. Yeah, but I, okay. I love I love what the guy says to you in the elevator. Yeah, so we that. get on the we get on the I get on the elevator and it's just like the beginning uh, of the convention and we're I can tell everybody's like getting set up. So I go to I don't know where I'm going. I think I'm just going to eat or something. And I get on the elevator and it's like three teenage boys, Ugh, like seven, sixteen, seventeen, and uh, I get in and I'm just sitting there and they they're doing their little thing and they turn and look at me one of them goes you're a guest and i said yeah what do you do like well i'm a voice actor and he goes oh all dubs suck (laughs) and i said well fuck you (laughs) and he goes what i said you heard me fuck you you're not buying my stuff anyway why should i care (laughs) <laughs> it's like, I already been paid. I don't give a crap whether you like what I do or not. He's like, uh, okay, uh, and You then, blew his mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've never had anybody do that before. Oh, I'm my gonna, God. I'm going to go tell him. I'm going to tell. Yeah. Well, I told Neil that st- story. Neil, Neil uh, promises undying love for you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. See, and I, I knew that I could make it up. I knew if I told people, they'd be like, dude, and we bro-fist. <laughs> <laughs> Except back then, we didn't call it bro-fisting. No, we back in the day, different. that was a prison term to show that you didn't have a weapon. <laughs> you knew better than to clasp hands, because once you did, you could kill the other person. <laughs> yeah, that's actually true. <laughs> yes. Bro-fisting, the fist bump came because of the prison, in the prison system. Yep. A lot of the prison system has been giving us a lot of great things lately. Rappers, saggy pants. pants. Yep, saggy pants. That's right. Because they weren't allowed to wear belts. Because yep, I... yes. All right. 
Yeah. But yeah. Thank you, prison system. Yay! One percent is in prison. <laughs> so yeah, I love that story because it, it illustrates the problem where you know you have someone, and that's really like the butter age group of where the sub snobs are because people start out not that anymore. way. Not anymore, I'd say. I'd say honestly, that was like if that was back in two thousand one. Yeah, that age group, which are now like you know. Like in their twenties, grown ups. Yeah, they and know like, better now. I don't know anyone like under, I'd say, probably twenty seven, twenty six, who really cares anymore about. They're like, if they hear a dub versus sub argument, they're like, what? What yeah, is that? I just watch the DVD. I can do yeah. it either way. It doesn't matter. It, it's all subbed. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, and then the subs nowadays are they might even just use what the dialogue was from the dub. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, well, I mean, the only place I see dubs now is, like, if I'm watching TV, and most of, most of the time I just watch subs, because you don't have to pay extra for that anymore. There's another thing. Back when you had to pay extra for subs. Well, yeah, you if you wanted a sub, what, what are you going to buy? Are you going to buy the uh, the VCR? Really, it was when VCR, that was Yeah, that was VH, more, VHS uh, was hell. VHS, I mean, yeah. Because uh, like um, with some DV, with some VHS, it was like thirty five dollars for the dub version, forty dollars for the sub version, and you're just looking at it going, oh my god! And this is like in this is like in the late nineties, so of course you know that's even more of your money. Yeah. So. See, I was loving that because back then I'd I'd see the prices were lower on the dubs, and I'd be like, <laughs> suckers! Yeah. <laughs> Take my dub well, I, copy, buy it. Uh, I bought I, I think I bought one dub copy, like one dub copy. One day, I can't remember what the dub was, and then that's when I stopped watching dubs for a while. So I was like, I'll just pay the extra five bucks and get a little better sounding dialogue. It was something terrible. I can't even remember what it was. But I wasn't really much of a snob. I mean, like one of my favorite dubs of all time, Cowboy Bebop. I mean, sure. the Japanese, I got to say, this sounds terrible in comparison. You know, Shinichiro Watanabe said, I've, he's actually said that he always saw the show in English because he thought it oh, was yeah. an English show. Yeah, well, that was something that like, um, my husband uh, like noted the first time he watched it. He was like, this is like the most American Japanese show I've ever seen. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the stuff, that's the stuff that, that uh, Neil likes It's uh, because uh, yeah. the stuff that's almost international, the stuff that's global, yeah. that appeals yeah. to everybody. And, oh, yeah. uh, you know, there's, there's, you know, in the last couple of years, been, there's been influx on stuff that's, that's mainly Japanese ideas, Japanese settings and all that, and that's kind of a shame. Well, it all depends. It all depends. I think that if it's a good story, that's the yeah. most – I think that's been what the shame is. There's been no good stories coming out. Well, I mean, the Madoka recently was really good. I mean, okay. i got to say, like, that like was – that's universal, the ideas behind that one, which is, like, the whole – you know, taking a risk in order to be, you know, to move yourself up or something like that. Like, they make a choice that might actually turn them into witches. Whoops, spoiler! <laughs> have but, have uh, you guys seen, have you guys seen uh, Only Yesterday? Uh, no. I keep meaning to see that. It's really, really good. Oh, I have to see it. It's, I've almost, been... like, it's almost like a chick flick, but uh, but I really enjoyed watching it. My wife, she's like, sit down and watch this show. It's like, okay. At the end, she's like, how do you like it? I go, it's good. <laughs> I, I admit my favorite movie of all time is Whispers of the Heart, so mm -hmm. 
I need to I need to watch that movie. I've heard it's really good, but I'll have to put it on my stack of things to watch. So uh, you know, like we were saying earlier, the uh, you know when when dubbing was really vilified, there was one man who was vilified above all others <laughs> with dubbing, and uh, Carl. Yes, Uncle Carl. Carl. Who's Carl? Carl Maycheck. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I've heard of him. Robotech. Robotech. Oh, yes, yes, him. Okay, now I remember. Now it's all back. And uh, one thing I remember is that in our Tiffany Grant interview, when they said they were starting to do Macross, the Macross dub, they, you know, uh, I believe she said that Matt Greenfeld was surprised at how little, you know, was actually changed. Right. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, people complain about the Robotech, uh, you know, dub of... uh, of Macross, you know, yeah. it, it really wasn't that bad. Of course, you know, now that we had a, what people call the proper dub, you know, done in the last 10 years, it's, uh, you know, I think that sort of killed off a lot of the, uh, grr, grr, you know, uh, you yeah. know what I thought, you know what I thought was the difference? I mean, cause they, cause I know Robotech was edited. There was a lot of edits in it, but, uh, like it became clear just for me that how much of an alcoholic, uh, Roy was, <laughs> <laughs> and, and he was a womanizer, and I, I don't remember him ever noticing Min May. But, yeah, he sure did in my version. He was <laughs> like, hey, what's up? That's, look at that. <laughs> to, to me, though, in the, in the original uh, Robotech dub, uh, when, uh, when you have uh, Max sing, uh, what's her name again? Uh, it's uh, Miriam. Uh, oh, Min, not Min May. No, the the, that, uh, the one he actually marries. Uh, yes, Miria. In, in in the original dub, he's thinking about how beautiful he is. She is, but in the in the, in the proper Macross, uh, you know, in the Japanese, he was like measuring her bust size with his eyes. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm also thinking. My... Well, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. I, I was, uh, but that has one of my favorite last lines that I ever did because I got to write it <laughs> at the at the last scene where he's where she, where um, Claudia is remembering you know the moment that he told her everything before he took off on the flight or well, no he's he was pursuing her but she was saying no and it's at the very end and uh, she's remembering him calling her and you know he calls her and he's you know, saying, look, I'm not stalking you or anything. And she goes, where are you? And he goes, I'm outside your apartment. But, uh, <laughs> and so she comes out and he's talking to her and telling her, you know, look, I know you think. And he's drunk. Are you drunk? Yes, I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you know, I know you think that I'm, you know, a bad guy. But, you know, every time I go fly up and I land back on the ground and I have a problem, you're the person I think about. You're the person I want to talk about because you're amazing and wonderful and I and I just wanted to tell you that. And oh. so you see, you're like, oh. And then he, he goes, I just wanted to. And he turns to go, you know, to leave. And he stumbles in the thing. You see him stumble as he's going. And so I got to add, I go, and you're wonderful, amazing. And I just wanted to let, to let you know that, okay? And she goes, okay. And he turns, and then when he stumbles, I go, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> in the 80s, that'll get you a PG. Yep. <laughs> That's excellent. Oh, but yeah, like I said, the, uh, you know, Robotech was the big, uh, was the big lightning rod that made so many people mad when, when in fact 
that was the only way to get the crossover here. You had yeah. to get it syndicated. You had to get enough episodes to do it, and to do that, you had to tack on two other shows. And well, so, really, so he was forced to make it work. He had to make it work. Three different shows. He's like, uh, okay. <laughs> and really, it was Southern Cross that got the worst of it, and yeah. that's oh well. Well, there's also Voltron too, which was also a mishmash. Yeah. Well, honestly, honestly, the thing is this: you know, Go Lion was not that popular in Japan. It no, no, it wasn't. Okay. It did okay, and the only reason why Voltron is so popular is because it was brought over here and became Voltron, and lots of people loved it here, and that's mm-hmm. what made it have a resurgence. Yep. If it wasn't for the American audience, the localization of Go Lion, mm-hmm. there would be no big Voltron fan base. Yeah. So you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> it seems to be a lot of those kind of series that just keep bouncing back and across the Pacific, like Transformers and one of them. Oh, it happens all the time. Like, yeah. uh, in fact, the, the one that I remember recently—it's actually almost ten years ago now—but I say recently because I, because I'm a young guy, and that's. But what, what it was was the you know Big O bombed yeah. in Japan. It bombed in Japan. Cartoon Network actually had to pay for it to be to do a season two. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that. And the yeah, that was during the heyday, during the time when there was tons of money in the anime industry. Oh, yeah. Boy. yeah, I didn't get any of it. Oh, I don't think I a lot. Of, I, I, I wish we could have had residuals. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people got that money. I don't even think there was a lot of money. Well, the money was there. It just wasn't. It was just being shuffled into anime. That anime network thing, the ADV uh, did. Oh man. Oh yeah. But, yeah, I, I just remember that because a big thing to remember is, yeah, lots of, uh, you know, American audiences pick up on the things that the Japanese audience oh, yeah. and Like oh, I yeah. said, as the Asper mentioned, Big O, and uh, there were a couple of others that, you know, you know didn't do that well in Japan, but w- around here just sort of like, you know, Americans just lapped up and loved it. It's, well, I, Cowboy Bebop was one of those. I know that. Yeah. Did it not do well in Japan? It didn't. Do, it did okay. But it didn't, like, do as well. You know, like, in America, it was just, like, a really huge hit. It wasn't like that in Japan. Uh, And I think the movie actually was a response to how well it did in America. Like, there was a lot of, like, there was a lot of series back then, like, the response in America would warrant making more. Just because, you know, you could get that audience. That's true. that, That doesn't happen anymore. And... Some of that was actually artificial, I remember, because I remember some of the anime companies were, like, investing into it, and then that didn't turn into success in some cases. I'm trying to think, like, ADB, I know, invested in a couple series. Uh, Lady Lady Death or something. Lady Death. And I know they paid for some series before they were even aired in Japan. Yeah. Like, back when they were, like, the bidding wars. It's, you know, boy, that's a whole... Yeah, that's, that's a whole issue, I know, I know. Uh, I did a I did a uh, I did a talk in uh, at a convention in Florida uh, that I was talking about the rise and fall of ADV films and uh, that was one of the things I had to explain that you know look the Japanese have always had the upper hand and the Americans have never been able to bring some of their sensibilities to the table unfortunately and yeah. I think that that's why we are in the state we're in right now. Well, I think it was also just the amount of money that was being spent. If you remember, like, ADB would, like, uh, put money down on series, they would, they would take their sweet time bringing it to the United States. Like, right. for instance, Gurren Lagann, they put the money down, like, I think, 
the week it aired or something. Yeah. First aired, and then they never brought it to the United States. And like there's well, well, actually, it's Brett, funny that you well, should say that. Yes. Well, Brett was the original Kamina. Oh, sweet. Yes, I did. We did the first volume. We, oh we, man. We did volume one, and we were ready. It was in the packaging yeah. and ready to ship. Yeah, and I then, know. And then Sojits pulled out and went to California. And you won't believe who Tiffany Grant played. She played Yoko. Woohoo! Yeah. And well, then, that's so nice. And as yeah. Tiffany put it, you know, Brett played the role he was born to play. It really was. It oh, really was. That I'm, sucks, dude. I've okay, got I'm a copy sorry. of it. That's, oh, man, I would love to hear that because, man, I, that sucks because, well, I mean, I knew, I knew that they were they were, like, doing some stuff with it, but, like, I was always like, When's it coming? I've already seen this like three times already. When right. am I going to get my DVDs? Right, and we were ready to go, and we I were going to we were going to take it to we were we were going to push it, and then all of a sudden, the Sojits pulled out, and they're like, "I was like, what's going on?" And Matt goes, "Well, we were telling them that we can't, you know, we need to change the business model," and they got mad and left. Well, I know that they, but it really was, it was just a lot of spending of money. And, like, I know that there was a lot of issues with, like, the anime network and how they spent a lot of money on that. But, but, but really, Genion, Genion spent more money than, than ADV, and so did Funimation. No, no, I know all of them. I'm not, okay, I'm not trying to rag on ADV. No, just, no, no, that's fine. No, I have some, I have, like, I do have a little bit of a irritation towards them because of the Yotsuba manga that they sat yeah. on so long. But, um... But it was most of them. All of them were just spending, like, crap tons of money. And I was, like, wondering, where are they getting this money from? Because I don't, like, as big as the anime industry is in America, I never saw it being that big. And I was always wondering, like, where is this money coming from? And, well, of course, we all learned recently where all the money was coming from. It was coming from, like, speculation. And And investors. And investors. And there really wasn't the big market they thought was there. Like if they had kept it as small as it was during the, you know, the, the nineties, like in the late Mm nineties, it could have sustained itself, but it was like, everyone was just pumping like tons of money into it. And it just went. I think the success of Ava, you know, because Ava took off big here. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was a combination of like that Ava Dragon Ball. Definitely. Yes. And Cowboy B. Cause I remember like right after Cowboy Bebop aired on uh cartoon network, they aired I, it all the way through six times in a row. I wow. know. And like the thing is, is that that got so many people hooked. Cause I remember the late nineties is when it went from people going at school. Why are you watching that? That uh, well, I won't say the uh, the insult they said, right. but why are you watching that Chinese crap? To oh my god, have you seen this new anime? It's awesome. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it was like when Dragon Ball aired, it was like almost overnight. Like it went from Japanese, you know, Chinese cartoons to anime. Well, to me, to me though, uh, my first exposure to Dragon Ball was actually one of my first trips to Korea. We watched a, a Korean dub of Dragon Ball, the yeah. original Dragon Ball, where Goku was a kid. It was, I think, the first movie. And, yeah. Uh, and then when I went to uh, when then you know back in the states, a couple years later, they were they were showing Dragon Ball Z, the first dub. The uh, yep. which which what was that group who did the first dub again? Uh, ocean, ocean Group. Ocean Group. Yeah. It, was, it was the Ocean Group dub. Yeah. And I'm, I'm I'm watching. I'm like, well. Number one, why is Goku growing up? And number two, why is he killing people? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I've actually seen Dragon Ball when I was in Japan. 
And it was like, it wasn't one of my favorite shows. My favorite show at the time was actually Saint Seiya, or Knights of the Zodiac. Yeah, uh, and the, okay. that one had a very Flock special, of yeah, a Flock of Seagulls, very special dub with the, the yes. by a Flock of Seagulls, which I, I got, Brett, do you know anyone who was involved in that? Can you, and if you do, can you ask them why they chose Iran as the opening theme? I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, as soon as you said that Knights of the Zodiac, I'm like, do, 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 do. Yeah. I had nothing to do with that. I, 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 love that sh- I love that show as a kid. I know, but the Flock of Seagulls, try watching it I know, I know. And, like, I, I, and I love the theme song to St. Seiya, so it's like... <sighs> See, it's just kind of sad that the moment Knights of the Zodiac came up, I knew exactly where you were going to go about. Yep. <laughs> well, you know what? There are good dub songs too. It's 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 rare, and it's rare. But you know, like the I, I almost prefer the English dub of the Yu Yu Hakusho opening. That's not terrible. It's pretty good. Yeah. I haven't okay. watched it. Um, the, Sailor, the Sailor Moon theme song. I it grows on you. <laughs> It, it it grows like a tumor in my brain. It it, hey, it's not one of the it's not one of the worst, so I uphold it as it's not terrible. At least there's lyrics. It's not like you know, let's repeat the same lyric over and over and over. Well, yeah, it's. Uh, th- what was your least favorite dub opening song, Neil? Oh, uh, you know, if I thought about it for a couple minutes, I could think of one. Uh, yeah, what about uh, that that very special one? You know the one. Very special one. Uh, you know what, which one I'm talking about. It's, uh, it's, a clamp, it's a clamp series. Oh, Magic Knight right here. Oh, yeah. Which which it, which dub it, version? Because, like, there's the King of Vines, and then there's the, the I rem- one that... I remember you like the Saturn version, Neil. Yeah, the Saturn version. Yeah, the Saturn pretty- version is bad. Yeah. I don't know if you know Sandy Fox, uh, Brett. But no, I don't. We we Okay, we really make fun of her on this show. <laughs> I make fun of everybody, so it's okay. <laughs> It's you know I I imagine she has a pretty good singing voice if she's not trying to do what she does when she when she's doing these anime opens oh. that she does. Oh. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, well, like trying to sing a Japanese song is kind of right. Hard you know, because you know my favorite sing. opening theme song is what uh, the theme song to Dragon Half. That's my favorite. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know it. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, it's done to Joe J S Box. I forget which one it is, but yeah. she sings about she sings about eggs. It's my yeah. favorite. <laughs> that one's great. It's time for intermission, boys and girls. Take a deep breath, relax. I am TFG One Mike, and you should be listening to my very first podcast, the TFG One Podcast. 24 episodes covering the entire U.S. run of the 1984 Transformers cartoon. I also have a few supplemental episodes and an interview with Stan Bush. I bring in guest hosts who will be full-time co-hosts in Steve Megatron and fan of the show now co-host Pecan Court Michael. So check out the TFG1 podcast. You can find it on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Transform and roll out. Oh man, we're forgetting forgetting the best localization team of all time. What would the that Sab- be? Saban. No. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Come on, we got to talk about it. Uh, Talking about localization, you got to talk about Saban. And- you're going to make me bring up Saban Sailor Moon if you do. Or- oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> 
the Toon Maker. Neil actually is the only person I know alive that wants a clean cut of that. I've seen the preview. That's all I saw. And I was like, why is there a person in a wheelchair? What? <laughs> a wheelchair with laser beams. Oh. I, I, I understand diversity, but like that's like, oh, I, I was thinking, oh, that, that's kind of sad. Like I was thinking, oh, look, it's live action Captain Planet. I mean, come yeah. on. <laughs> well, I, oh, man, that that was just, that was just, I mean, Samurai, I like Samurai Pizza Cats. It's like one of the that was one of the best dubs ever because yeah, they were like they were like we're going to make this a fun show. Yeah. yeah, I mean like it's full of Japanese gags. So you're like looking at it and you're going, what am I going to do with this? And they did the best job they could. We're going to make random bases fall on your head. Exactly. Oh, that is my one of my favorite jokes. I uh, what it. I love was what I love was they got this guy. Doing this really bad Paul Lind impersonation. Oh yeah, I love that. The, 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 and he's drunk. The dance theme song. I heard that the guy that did it was actually really, actually, really, honest to God, drunk when he recorded yeah, that. Yeah, he was. He was totally drunk when he did that. In fact, like I read, I think I read an interview where he said, "Yeah, I was totally drunk." <laughs> by, the, by the way, by the way, that's the only version that exists. Yeah, I know, I know. Because they, 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 they lost the original Japanese masters that were sent over, and the Japanese sent their only copy of masters yeah, over. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a, like the Magic Knight Rare uh, game for Saturn. Like, there is no a Japanese master copy of that game, because working design servers went down, and now there is no copy. Wow. <laughs> so they, so they, I think they had to go and take the Saturn copy of the game and, like, run all the code off of it and then rewrite it and then they had to go back and like take all the Japanese text that, you know had to do the normal you know translation deal but they had to rewrite the game wow so they had to port it back to native again well because like the deal and that's why it was the one of the first games released for the system and one of the last games released for the system so 1994 was when the Japanese version was released, and the English version was released in 1994 as one of the last games. I think it actually was like second to yeah, last game. It was the very last game. What, yeah. what was the what was the anime that came out in the late 90s that they ended up in the English? They just redubbed the whole thing and threw away the script. Oh, oh, ghost story. Was it ghost story? No, no, no. This is the one where it was about businessmen, and it was like a Sentai show. And they were, I, and I remember, oh, man, Michael. Oh, Shinesman. Shinesman, there you go. Yeah, I love Shinesman. That's, there's a localization done right. <laughs> it was a piece of crap show to begin with, so it's oh, like, well, let's just do it. I love Shinesman. Shinesman, <laughs> I, have a, I have a thing for gay Sentai heroes, yeah. so Shinesman and Dukleon are like my favorite things in the world. Yeah. <laughs> they don't be talking bad shit about those. I'm not, I'm just saying that the, I know, no, the, it was, the dub no, was no. fantastic. No, the dub was great. I, I, I love the dub, and I, I love the sub. Both versions are great. I love them both. Then there was another one that came out. But I was thinking of Ghost Stories, which was that one that ADV took and, like, yes. tried to make the, the – were you yeah. involved in that one? No, no, no. Yeah. That, <laughs> I, remember, I, remember the stink, I remember the stink around it, and I remember thinking, yeah, I don't like this, but 
this is like kind of stupid. If you don't I'll just it. give the excuse that every voice actor gives when people try to get down. I'm like, hey, look, dude, I got paid already, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I totally understand that, but it was just sort of like I remember thinking, so you took a shitty show and you tried to make it funny. Well, yeah. I mean, with semi pizza cats, I kind of give it a pass and like because it some, was funny. Yeah, it was funny, and also like. Like I said, sometimes you just can't make the jokes work, so you're going to have to think of something. Like, I was trying to explain the hunger jokes to my husband the other day, and he was like, so why why is it whenever they get hungry it's funny? I was was trying to explain it to him, and he just said, I I just don't get it. Like, Uh so it's embarrassment humor? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, but sometimes it's not embarrassment humor. He went, okay, I just don't get it. And I was like, yeah, it doesn't work. There was a lot of localization done for Narima Daikon Brothers, too. Yeah, there, there was. But it yeah. worked. I thought it worked really well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Most of the time, like, when I've seen a lot of, like, localizations, they do a really good job at, like, you know, making it more towards, you know, American sense of humor or, like, if it's something that they feel like they can, like, well, let's just say they get a pizza because, like, Instead of saying, let's go get some ramen or something like that. That's okay, you know, if you want to do something like that. But but you have to be consistent. I hate it when, like, a show will, you know, let's Americanize something, but we're not going to Americanize another thing. Like you said, we're going to leave Senpai in there. It's like, why, why, why well, are you I, doing Yeah, like, okay, so you're already Americanizing all the other things in the show, but you're going to leave the honorifics in there? That makes no sense. That's the most, that's the most convoluted things for... Americans to understand, it's like, okay, it's an honor-based society, and that's how the language works, and so, right. uh, I don't get it. There's five different pronouns for for I in yeah. Japanese. Yeah, so. and it depends on, like, case or gender. Well, all I know is or is the most rude way you can pronounce your, announce yourself in Japanese. Yeah. Or, or is the, the rudest way. Or yeah. And, and dime is for the rudest for point, yeah. talking about somebody. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and what does he? And what does he? <laughs> but yeah. yeah, the thing is this: when people talk about the intent of the the Japanese uh, people, the people who actually worked on the original animes, the original voice <laughs> actors, I don't think they really care that much about localization because any no. money they get from America is found yeah. money. Exactly. They, just, they just say, hey, where's the money? Yeah. Thank you. And then they just leave it. I mean, well, rarely do they ever care about the localization. It's, Unless it's better. I, I hate to tell you this, but most of it is not art. It's business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. I know. I it, know. it makes me mad. And, and uh-huh. you know what? As an actor, it makes me mad when I'm like, really? This same show again? Yeah. This is the same show. And they're like, well, no. I'm like, come on. It's giant robots. Can't or, we do something different with it? Come on. Chicks dig let's, giant let's, robots. Yeah, well, giant robots are cool, but we got to really do it again because, like, right. you know, we need some more money. Or, well, like, oh, my, my, my least favorite thing is when they, they re-release something, and it's like, I've already got this. Please stop re-releasing it. Well, the thing is this. It, it took Gurren Logan to reinvent giant robots. Yeah, like that. Well, it's, it's definitely Gynax's... This is our 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 entire like master thesis on on robots because they definitely did go through all the periods and yes. also their interpretation. Yes, and it's did- also I call it apology for Ava because <laughs> <laughs> well because like 
like it came out right before the new Ava movies. And it's kind of like, okay, here's a new a new giant robot show that's actually really good. We're sorry, but we have to redo Ava because we need money. <laughs> well, uh, well, Funimation's got it now. So. Yeah, I mean, like Ava, I've just never really gotten into Ava because it's just sort of like I don't like crime. Symbolism! Yeah, it's like, hey, let's go be emo. But you have giant robots! I'm just telling you that Toji was the most normal person in the whole show. Yes. (laughs) That's my, you know, I wish that I could have taken that show from the very beginning as Toji instead of coming in at the end. Because as I looked at it, I was like, he could have been, the reason why he punches Shinji is because they're trying to hurt his sister. It's not because he's a bully or any of that kind of stuff. He's just like, dude. Why did you try to kill my sister? Yeah. <laughs> and and then then can move on from there to the end, and then he loses his leg, you know? But, oh, yep. well. But I'm too old to play that part now, so. Uh, well, that, that, and that's good, because Ava has been done, and we need to move on from Ava. Yeah, yeah. To... yeah it, t- it takes someone who's either a genius or, like, or the opposite of a genius, not quite stupid, but the opposite of a genius, to, to reinvent giant robots. Like, oh, yeah. like Girl and reinvent giant robots and was awesome. Well, um, I mean, Madoka recently reinvented Magical Girls. Like, I'd say it's actually one of the freshest take on Magical Girls I think I've seen in a long time. You know what else reinvented giant robots but was not Japanese? What? Megas XLR. Oh, man, I love that. That is a funny show. Because it's like it's like okay, this is giant robot American style. American style, yeah. You yeah, know, you know, big cars, flames on flame paint job, and yeah. man, I remember the cosplay. Like that was like the best cosplay ever because it was easy, but it was mostly about the attitude. <laughs> I love that. You know, what the, you know what the show's original title was? What? Lowbrow. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Because they had they had no uh, they had no uh, illusion what they were doing. They're like, no, this is just a giant robot with a convertible car for a head that smashes things. Let's see, um, another look. Oh man, T- speaking of localizations, you can't go without talking about um, scent, like bras under towels or or like uh, turning panties into uh, underwear. Yeah. Uh, what about the uh, <laughs> What about the infamous tomato soup? <laughs> yes, for 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 uh, uh, Dragon uh, Ball Sailor. Yeah. Oh, Dragon Ball. I thought it was Sailor Sailor Moon. No, Dragon yeah. Ball. What happened was uh, Goku no, was fighting. Was, yeah. Goku was someone was fighting a ghost, and they couldn't see who the ghost was. And in the original Japanese, uh, Bulma was wearing a tube top anyway, so it was, she was asking for it, but. <laughs> She was asking for it. <laughs> so someone pulled someone pulled Bulma's uh, tube top down, and someone sprayed it. I think it was Yamcha sprayed a nose nosebleed everywhere, and then all of a sudden the ghost was covered in blood, and they could see it. Okay, and they said it was tomato soup. Yeah, they they someone actually drew in a really really badly drawn in tomato soup on the American side. Oh yeah! <laughs> wow, wow. Was it Campbell's? At least if it could have been Campbell's tomato soup, that would be. Awesome. I, well, it, Oh, man, like all the bad censorship from the late 90s. It was just like, uh, like, you know, uh, like all those horrible, horrible planes getting blown up in Dragon Balls. Like, oh, we see the parachute. Yeah, uh, yeah, the yeah. parachutes. Yeah. Oh, man, are, are the body suits on certain characters? Yeah. 
I mean, okay, you know, at least in, in Sailor Moon, they just took the lines out in the Henshin well, transformation. Actually, then, one thing that was hilarious for me in Sailor Moon was uh, there was an episode where, where actually uh, Usagi was going to use the pen to become an adult. Oh, yeah, I remember And that. they cut that out completely because you had to go into a bar. Yep, they cut that entire episode out. But yeah. but they kept another episode where she was drunk because, they, oh, she had too much juice. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Well, that, that, that episode was actually relevant, so they couldn't take it out. It's kind of like how they've never done Sailor Stars here in the United States because they're like, how are we going to handle that? Yeah, how are we going to explain the whole transforming between ma- male and female? Oh, Rhonda yeah. oh, made it pretty big here. Yeah, but that they, they didn't air on uh, on TV, so... True. Didn't, uh, some, didn't some overseas dubbing uh, company try to... Germany release? made it worse. Oh. <laughs> I'm not going to explain it because I don't remember all the details that Rob revealed in one past episode, how he, how he made it worse. Yeah. Uh, but Let's just say that they found a way to make it worse. <laughs> and then, the, then there's, then there's cousin. Oh man, Sailor Moon is just chock. Kissing cousins. Yes. Yeah. It's, just, it, it's like stop. Don't bring it to. If you don't want to talk about it, don't. Don't. Didn't don't. Sailor Moon actually like mirror the scenes that they show a street, just so the cars were driving on the right side? Um, I can't remember if they actually did that. And I, I think they did. They might have done that. I don't remember. There were some. Cra- I remember there were people who were crazy back in the day and. Like, when they translate manga, like, Studio Proteus, and they would flip the whole manga, and then they try to flip the panels back. Yeah. And, like, I was thinking, that is nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it always seems like everything, everything that's done that's, like, stupid, like, you see, it's because people think they're, like, the, the producers, whoever's creating that, mm-hmm. uh, uh, thinks that the, the its audiences are idiots. Yeah, and that, that that was definitely during that time when oh, Americans will never figure out how to read right to left. And like now it's like all manga is they just they don't even trans sometimes they don't even translate the sound effects anymore. Right. You just need you just need to know ka- katakana and hiragana so that you can read them. Right. Yeah, and uh, another thing that localization does that is not a big deal at all. Should never be bitched about, but people find a way. Street signs. Oh, street signs. I've never heard anyone bitch about street signs. I've I've heard people that bitch about oh the signs in Ava were were like painted over and they digitally yeah, yeah, put new. Yeah. How dare they? I was like, what? Do you then like have asterisks and like fill the whole screen with explaining what these signs say? Well, I mean, like now you can do some really cool, crazy things with like you know subbing where you can write it underneath the thing. Right. But. I don't think we need to, you know, I, I understand why they, they complained, but at the same time, it's like, then go get a go get an original cut of the movie. Learn <laughs> Japanese. The, or, you know, <laughs> nowadays it's like, just just take the sub file and just put it onto the original. Done. You don't have to complain anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I remember people were complaining about street signs being changed and Americanized and stuff like that. and. They don't do that anymore, mostly because of laziness. But you know, yeah. they claim they're listening to the fans, but it's mostly like I don't want to spend the time painting over that. We'll just not even bother translating that. Well, yeah, I, I noticed that in Detective Conan, they they tried to really Americanize it, and uh, I think the first couple seasons, and then yeah. uh, evidently they gave up. 
a <laughs> first it, I, couple of seasons, we know, because how many episodes does that sucker have again, Neil? What? Hundreds. <laughs> I didn't yeah. get to do as much in that as I had hoped. <laughs> that was a fun show. I played four different characters in that show. I love the fact that they actually did a crossover with, uh, with Lupin. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. My, my favorite, I did this one scene where I, you know, the thing I found annoying about the show was here's the kid, and every time he's figured it out, he tells the bad guy, you want me to tell you how I figured it out? <laughs> and my character, when I did it, I was actually in the booth, and we were doing a preview, and of course my character was holding a, a, a one wood and is about to brain the kid with it, right? Right. And, he, and he goes, ah, and I figured out how I did it. You want me to tell you how? And then as we were recording, I go, boom, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why did he just kill him? He had the chance right there. Just brain him and walk away. Well, it's it's like, uh, well, it, it's like this trope rule where, you know, if the detective announces, uh, the t- detective announces how, he always gives his dissertation at the end. I mean, uh, yeah, you're not you're not supposed to interrupt it. It's kind of like when the the magical girl does their transformation scene, you know, yes. sequence. You're just supposed to watch it. I'm sorry. He was so, monologuing. Yeah, and, and you're supposed to listen to it. We did a I did a a, a fan dub uh, of oh we called the show the the uh, man I can't believe I've forgotten what it was. But in it, there's a scene where I'm the bad guy and I'm about to. Uh, expound on what evil things I'm going to do, and we cut it to where the guy kept interrupting him, and he was like, hey, what are you doing? I'm trying to... This is my mode. You did it again! God, what am I going to do? Oh, because he kept shooting at me. That's what happened. And he's like, you know, in this world... that Why are you shooting? I'm trying to say something right now. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, and he's like three times, fine, fine, let's just fight. God. (laughs) That's the way. That's the way I like it. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, no the uh, the anti localization uh, fever is almost gone because everyone gets what they need out of one DVD now. Yeah, yeah and also like there's just not like well, let's be honest here. I mean, fan subbing sort of gotten that out of people's system just because like if you want a completely Japanese version of this, go get the fan sub. And also just, I think it's also because, like, there isn't a lot of localization. Like I said, a lot of, a lot of localization stuff isn't done anymore, like censorship or, or like, changing the dialogue a lot. It's or mostly, adding tomato soup. Yes, adding tomato soup. They don't do that anymore just because, like, for one thing, it's lazy. And two, it's just sort of, you know, sensibilities have changed. And also three, they sort of accept you, uh, expect you to understand what's going on. Like, they don't have to Americanize it quite as much because they know you understand the blood, you know, uh, having a nosebleed when you're turned on. Most most fans understand that. And I think they finally understand that fans understand these things. And if they don't understand these things, they can learn. It's yeah. like, There's this thing know, called the internet. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not, it's not like we're all, like, in vacuums and going, what is that? What is the outside world like? Oh, if only I could know. <laughs> yeah, but, the, the nosebleed still is like someone who is like in a vacuum would never know what yeah. it means. But I think after seeing it like two to three times, they would get it. Yeah, I mean, like you under you start to get the sweat drop. Like sweat drop was one that I didn't understand 
for the longest time because I was like, I don't understand this until like I saw a Popeye cartoon and, you know, he had some sweat drops coming off of him. And I realized, oh, it's sort of analogous, but it's used in like, you know, like different, different, more like exasperated rather than, uh, than panicking. Right. So, and so you, you get, you could just pick up on things. And I think they, they, I don't think it's like they, they're actually thinking that. I think it's just sort of, now it's laziness, actually, because let's just slap it out there, get our money, hooray, which is what everyone's always wanted. I really so, just only want to pay five bucks for it, and I don't want to pay $40 for it. On the other hand, I'm mm. curious if those who have watched the show's enough anime would go to Japan and, like, expect some dude to see a hot chick and get a nosebleed. I mean, like, no, you know, I don't, it's just, I, the stereotype is just so put out there. You know, I almost want to get a really hot chick to come with me and just, you know, have her be in a tube top or you know, do a nip slip in, in the in the in the subway and see if if some guy you know, how many anybody I mean, get their nosebleed? Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> I think it's more that people think I don't think people actually expect people to do it because like every time I've seen someone come across it for the first time, they're like, "You've got to explain this one to me." So. What, like, do do the Japanese think, like, you know, you get nosebleeds, even though that's not real? And, and they don't, I don't think they actually think they get nosebleeds. I think most people just think, so how does this work? And then you explain, well, their blood pressure's going up. And they're like, yeah, why don't they just show me a close-up of their crotch? <laughs> because that would be a hentai. Yeah, I, I explained, yeah, I went, like, this is a, you know... I, I'm trying to think of, like, what's the American way to do it. But mostly, like, an American, when a guy gets a boner, it's mostly they do a dance. Like, I'm the I don't have a boner dance. Writing <laughs> with a, a yeah. or a book. Yeah, something like that. Or, you know, they kind of get – I guess it's more like in American stuff, we show more emotion, whereas in, like, Japanese stuff, it's, it's more through an action that occurs. Right. Like, there's less facial uh, cues. So I guess that's why they rely on more, like, things like sweat drops, blood, and all that. So we just have our own way of saying, of doing things. We have the tray dance, and they have nosebleeds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, They're just uh, a little more subtle, though. <laughs> so, so, Neil, uh, yes. any questions for Brett? Um, <laughs> well, Neil's uh, thinking about that, uh, Brett, uh, what was the worst localization you have ever watched or seen? Yes. Yes, uh, I want to hear this. Worst localization. Uh, oh, boy, that's tough because there's so many things that I've – I mean, I, there's definitely times that I've been in the booth that I'm going, I have no idea what, why we're doing this or what's going on. But um, what would be the worst? I'm, I'm, boy, you put me on the spot. Um, <laughs> I do that. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, like for me, like I had said before, the uh, uh, the 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 times where they're trying to, you know, infantilize uh, uh, shows that are obviously about something else. I mean, DBC is a perfect example for me <laughs> when you know everybody's fighting, but you know, rare it's rare for people to actually die, and that's like that's stupid, and 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 also. Uh, one piece with the guy who smokes, but no, he's got a lollipop. It's like, really? Come on. 
<laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah, I was not a fan of the One Piece dub at all. Hey, I was Mr. <laughs> One in that. You I was the best thing ever. I was, I was Mr. One in that, and I was also Captain Morgan, Axan Morgan. So you know what, Ben? Fuck you. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm to say it. So there you go. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brad. I didn't know. I watched. I, I watched the first episodes that you weren't in. Yep. So there you go. All the episodes without you were crap. They were shit. I'm telling you. <laughs> but those episodes you were in, they sparkle. I try. I tried to tell Mike McFarland. I was like, dude, you need me more in this because. Otherwise, this thing's going to suck. I'm there you telling. go. Someone needs to get to, like, no, you know, uh, IMDb right now, write a review that says, only the only following episodes are good. Well, the thing is, the original One Piece dub had a terrible dub song. Ah. What was that? It was, it was not even based off the Japanese song. It was someone saying, Yo-ho, Yo-ho. Oh, that's so in a rap In a rap version. Awesome. Oh, I remember that, Yeah. <laughs> No, it was it was truly truly outrageous, special, which would make me think it's awesome. Well, if you listen to most kid, kids' songs, you know, like kids' show songs, they're usually like, like really, someone was paid to write this. Oh, it was man. like yo ho yo ho, uh, something something, gum gum something. Uh, I, I don't know. It, it, it's a blur. It's a. It's. A, I think they they mentioned like the fruit in the song. Yeah, he ate some gum gum. I don't know. Oh, you yeah, need to it was drink that that memory away. I'm sure. And then there was a. Uh, let's see. Yu-Gi-Oh had an interesting dub song too. It, it wasn't much of a song as much as scenes from the first episode and uh, them doing like a you know a record scratching thing. Oh. Yeah, I remember, I, I remember that intro. Yeah. There's not a lot of localized intros anymore, though, just because, yeah. like, it's, like I said, laziness is sort of set yeah. in, which, you know, laziness can be good, too. Then you don't get the theme songs. They did it for Nurema Daikon Brothers. Yeah. yeah they, they sang it in English, and they did a pretty good job. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but I'm just right. saying, like, I'm saying, like, within the last two years, I can't think of any oh. that has a... Well, because the money's drying up. I mean, the way it yeah. works is the Japanese want more, more, more money, and we're going. Well, we can't they, even, we're not well, even going to realize a profit from this for the money that we're paying yeah. you. Yeah, well, and then there's the part of that where the Americans just kept giving him more money because, like, if you think about it, like if you think about when the boom time was occurring, like there was so much money going out for series that wouldn't even see it wouldn't be seen on the American shores for like two or three years, and you're thinking. You're giving them that much money, and then you're going to sit on it. And like, I think the Japanese became accustomed. Now, I'm not saying that the Japanese aren't asking for ridiculous amounts of money, but I am saying that they, they, the Americans did keep ponying up the ridiculous amounts of money. And it was like this war that was going on between the companies to get the prime series. And so the Japanese became accustomed to getting those large amounts of money. So when all the investment money ran out, well, you know. When the Japanese are asking, you know, millions of dollars for these series, and then you have to explain, I'm sorry, my investors are gone. I don't have that kind of money. They're not going to really understand that because, let's be honest, like, the, we have two totally different economic systems. Theirs is not based – ours was kind of based on for a while on easy credit where they don't right. really have that. They don't really understand that. Well, they, on they the other have, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of the same thing that happens with actors these days, but it's the other direction. 
It's always whenever an actor of any kind of, okay, all right, it's me. But uh, whenever an actor says, look, I need more money to do these shows. I mean, I'm just barely making, I'm not even, I can't even make a living doing this. It's beer money now. Uh, yeah. There's always some actor that goes, I'll do it for less. I'll do it for less. Until it's just nobody's really realizing any decent amount of money. Yeah, and and that's especially that's, true here in Texas. And, yeah, and it gets so bad that they're they're having they're having total amateurs go go to conventions and they're giving them gigs from that and saying you almost have to pay us to be oh I want to be a voice actor. It's the like, same oh, the same thanks. thing is happening in the comic and the animation industry, especially yes. like in Japan with the animation industry. They're paying people like eleven thousand dollars, the equivalent of that, to be like key animators, and you're like what? Or like in the American comic industry, they're picking people who are, like, two years in the SCAD to, like, go do, like, pencil work for them. And right. I'm like, oh, my God. Real? And then they're paying them crap. They're paying them, like, peanuts, and they're claiming, oh, well, if you do this, we'll, we swear to God, we'll move you up. But they're never going to move you up. Yeah. They're, just, they're just saying that to those guys. And then, meanwhile, you've got the people who've been there for years that are still, like, taking up the, the king amount of the money. And, like, right. there's no room for anyone in the middle. Like, um, if you, you, you know, I'm just saying, like, it's happening everywhere, and it's kind of crap that, that they are, like, going for, the you know, people that are desperate, that are willing to do anything, and you can't blame them for doing it. But at the same time, you got to ask yourself, like, they are treating those people like crap because they can. And right. in the meantime, the people who are you know, been there for a while are sort of getting thrown to the wayside because they're like, you know, you cost too much. Yep. We don't want you. Yep. It's, yeah, it's just crap. But one thing I was thinking about when you mentioned the Nurema Daikon Brothers is they really should have gotten the uh, voice actors, the American voice actors, to do a music video just like the Japanese ones did. <laughs> yeah, they didn't do a music video, but, but I mean, all the they have. and everything. They should have done it. They should have done it because that was an awesome music video, and if the Americans did it too, that would have been funny. They they asked me, I, I many conventions people ask me, it's like, what's your favorite moment in the show? It's like, I pretty much did all my recording in two hours. I did <laughs> All the episodes in two hours. We just went in, and I'm like, play this song again. And, you know, and there we go, and that, that was it. Next episode. <laughs> but, yeah, it's like, like we've been saying, the, uh, you know, I really wasn't in anime when the, the big uh, anti-localization fever was really big, but uh, Neil was always pro-localization. Even in the 80s, Neil was always pro-localization. Well, well, in the '80s, I didn't even realize that I was watching Japanese cartoons. Yeah. In the '90s, when when like the big anime boom hit, I was like, "Well, I'd rather watch them in English." <laughs> so I did. Yeah, Streamline Pictures was uh, my first big favorite uh, uh, localization house, just because. Uh, well, they seemed to like grab up all the all the really cool, uh, the first really cool titles like like Gogo Thirteen and. Uh, Oh yeah, they, yeah. They, technically they had Akira, but I guess that wasn't really done at, at Streamline. Uh, well, there was a dub done of it, but then it, you know, they threw it to the wayside. And yeah, the, the other one's like everybody's got to have a Bronx accent. All right, here we go. <laughs> and that's where I uh, picked up Dirty Pair and uh, <laughs> never looked back. I remember Slayers. They did the in Japanese. Oh yeah, that was Central Park Media. They uh, <laughs> they were pretty good. Yeah, I know, was, but that was funny though to me. Yeah, they they they're going into a song and they did the first verse and Lisa Ortiz. I love her, but she was not singing very well, and so they just she just goes 
let's go and sing in Japanese, and they cut right to the Japanese track. See, she's yeah. awesome. She's, she's great. great. I love that her. That is beautiful. <laughs> in Japanese. <laughs> Yeah. Every every time I hear her, it's like, oh, it's the Lena Inverse voice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they tried to get her to. They, there was some weird thing that happened when when ADV got uh, the show, and they tried to get her to come down, and I don't know what happened, but it, it ended up not happening. That's the one thing that I was sad about. I I mean, nothing against the person that that did it, but you know, to me, Lisa was Lena, and. Yeah. Uh, and I wanted to to work with her, and I never did get to do that. But I did have fun doing that show. <laughs> wow! Wow! It's uh, yeah. <laughs> Neil, what what you got next? Uh well, I, the reason why I kind of froze earlier because I wasn't really prepared for an interview. But I, I do have a question, but it's more of a question for everyone. What is your absolute favorite uh, uh, dirty pleasure? Terrible uh, 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 translation. Like what? What's what's so bad yet you you just love to watch it anyway? Cause I got I got one picked out. Let's start with Kitty Hawk. <laughs> I don't really have an anime one, but I do have a video game one. If that would count. Oh yeah, sure. Go. Okay, ahead. okay. Um, Breath of Fire Two. It has <laughs> it has one of the worst translations. It's some in some places like they didn't even finish up a sentence, and like they're just superfluous of like commas and periods all over the place. Yeah, I had heard a story. Is that the game where like they somehow got yes and no screwed up? Yes, they actually they actually did have yes and no screwed up in some places. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. So here's the deal. Here's the deal behind Breath of Fire Two. I actually had a copy of it. I I, I stupidly sold it, but but they recalled it the day it was released. Like. Oh my. It was so terrible. The day it was released, it was recalled. And I remember I, I called around everywhere looking for it because I was just hoping that some employee was too stupid to get the notice. And unfortunately, the Sears, the local Sears had a copy. Now, the thing was, like, this is like the 90s, so cartridges are like $90. But I was willing to spend it, and then I get it home, and they were right. That was one of the worst translations I think I've ever seen. And, like, the yes and no thing getting switched up and, like, the story makes no sense. I have to say that's, like, my best, my favorite localization because it's one of the worst. I got one. Go. Okay. Go for it. In AD 2101, world was beginning. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> what happened? You need not go any further. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to. I do have a show, but I can't remember the name of it. What what what, what was in the show that always helps? Well, uh, it was one where they uh, it's from a video game that they and they turned it into a show. Mm-hmm. And uh, wait, hold on a second. You guys talk. I'm gonna. My wife's gonna know. Hold on. A second. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll tell I'll tell you mine. It is of course Transformers: The Headmasters. Head on. Yeah, that's the one where. Where uh, every character that had a mouth that had a mouth plate, they assumed that the mouth plate was covering a mouth. So whenever you hear Optimus Prime or uh, or Six Shot talk, they sound like this. <laughs> <laughs> but what I love about that is that uh, I guess it wasn't even done in America. Well, I know for a fact it wasn't done in America. It was like some. I guess it was done in Malaysia. But anyway, my favorite line in the whole cartoon is uh, Six Shot first shows up and he's like, "Like listen up." 
I'm the Decepticon Ninja Capsule from Six Shot. <laughs> Look out! <laughs> it is so awful, yet so funny. Ah. That's beautiful. So mine is was a show uh, that Tristan McGavery directed called Panzer Dragoon. Oh! Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, yes, we watched that, and I was like, that was horrible. It was, in fact, it was so horrible that some friends of mine, uh, it, this is how we became friends, asked me to help them redub the whole thing. Wow. And so we redubbed the whole thing. And uh, at the beginning, oh, it was so funny because at the beginning, you see the ship come through and it actually has oars, these guys doing the oars. And, uh, and we ended up redubbing it to where you can hear the guys go, oars go up, oars go down, oars go up. <laughs> and they do a scene change and it wasn't even, the continuity wasn't even good. So we go, oars go up, oars go down, oars go down. <laughs> Oars go up, oars go, oars go up, oars go down. <laughs> okay, that that wins. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was magic. Oh man! Wow. <laughs> yeah, we have a whole thing to that, you know. And the guy is trying to rescue the girl, and he's like, "Maiden, maiden, 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 maiden," and then he gets to her. Are you all right? <laughs> And I ended up taking that into the studio, and I did that on some... I can't remember which show it, it was, but I did it just for my friends because that was a fan dub, that yeah. we, and I helped them with it. And then I went into the studio and it did something, and I went, Are you all right? And I did it in an actual show. And I think it was... I think I was doing Sorcerer Hunters at the time. And, and oh, so I did that. Oh, and, shit. I think I remember that. Because I was, and, like, trying to remember where I'd heard that before. Yeah, and so my friends were just like... Ah! They fell over with it. Okay. All right. Okay, that was you. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I was. I was uh, carrot in Sorcerer Hunter. <laughs> For those people who remember that was a show back. In, I, I remember that show barely, but I do remember that. <laughs> that was my first lead. Woo! Yeah. So I got a question for you. Uh, uh, we talked about this at the convention, but uh, there is an X-Men anime out right now. Yes. Were you asked to do any roles? Oh, no, no. Nobody can. Nobody contacted me. But you know what? Everybody that I know that, have, that has done something with X-Men always tells me you should, have, you should be. Even, even uh, um, Scott McNeil? Yeah, Scott McNeil is like, dude, you should be Wolverine. And I was like, uh, don't say that. <laughs> You wanted to be Gambit. I want to be Gambit. That's right. But, I mean, I'd be Wolverine if they asked me. But, uh, yeah, uh, I what wanted to be Jubilee? Gambit. What about Jubilee? Huh? You? you could be Jubilee. Yes, couldn't I? Yeah. Oh, I'm a voice actor. But hey, you are a voice actress. You could totally do it. <laughs> but the thing is, I remember, is that every, you know, the people that voice Wolverine don't do a really good well, no, not Wolverine Gambit. The Gambit guy, the ones who do Gambit, they just don't know what a Cajun accent sounds like. <laughs> and yeah, so they, it's always, like, weird. It's always, you know, like... They always try to do it French. Yeah. Hello, Cher. And you're like, yeah. she, she's not part of Sonny Bono's group, all right? It's Cher. Or, 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 they, or they do it in a French kind of accent, like... Right. Oh. More uh, and it no that's that's not how the I can't I don't even want to attempt to do a Cajun accent because I you know who's the closest that I've seen do it the one guy that they thought was Cajun in uh, in uh, True Blood 
Yeah. In that first season, that guy, he he nailed because I mean I'm watching everybody else going, they don't have, they don't have it, and then he would yeah. talk like he's got it. Yeah. That's it. Because yeah. really, all it is is, um, well, I mean, mine. I'm from Louisiana, and my Cajun accent comes out only when I'm like really angry. But right. uh, but the idea is just to just to slow everything down just a little bit. You hit your your O's kind of different. Uh, throw it a little bit to the back of the throat. And, you know, throw in some some things like you never say uh, uh, you always try to do the I me together. Like, I don't want to go there, me, you know, like that. Yeah. It's the idea because the, the je moi thing that's in French, it, it, it translates into English that way. Yeah. And so that like I learned a lot of finding out about where I'm from. And so and I always have my uncles that I can hear them talk, you know, and they're like, man, you think you know what you're doing, but you don't know. You better get <laughs> over here and say, well, who's your daddy? I want to know. You know, it's a, it's a totally different thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a shame that no one asked you to do mm-hmm. anything in that because you'd be great. Gambit would be a totally different character if I yeah. was doing the voice because, first of all, Gambit would be the one that cooked. He would be the one that cooked at at the academy, and he would be hitting on every woman in that in the team, all of them. He would be hitting on all of them, and <laughs> and he would be giving Professor X shit all the time, all the time. So, man, we can do it ourselves. You don't think, man? Yeah, you're so pretty. Why don't you come <laughs> over here? Storm, come sit on my knee. Come here. I want to talk. <laughs> don't shock me. I know you think you're gonna, but don't do that. They charge you up. <laughs> yeah, it's such a shame, but, you know, once I heard those next minute anime, I was like, hmm, they should ask Brett to do something. Yeah, well, I'm not so connected in the industry anymore. I live in Austin, and, you know, I'm not it, – now it's pretty much if you want to do something, you got to go to Dallas or uh, or California. Right. So, and, and I'm still pushing – I'm looking forward to doing recordings here. Uh, that's hopefully going to be something that will be a selling point where I can say, hey, you know, I don't necessarily have to drive to you. I got a studio right here, and it works just as well. So we'll see. Yeah, okay. Well, to uh, wrap this up, uh, this was a show where we talked about localization, and uh, we were very happy to have a very special guest. I'm very special. (laughs) He's a pretty princess. I'm a pretty, pretty princess. I don't want to be a cowboy. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, like I said, it's the uh, the uh, the hate against localization has mostly died out because everyone gets what they want now. And uh, but really, to bring in new fans, show 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 them a dub first. Yeah. You don't want to explain to them the the nuances of Japanese culture just to get them to watch a cartoon. So I am your host Ben, and TV's Mr. Neil, and Kitty Hawk, and Brett Weaver. All right, Woo. and good night, everybody. Bye bye. They'll fight when you're drunk.
at me. Don't look. Turn around. Don't look. Hmm? I said turn around. Let's do it, Miss Lena. Girls who are in love give their love to you. You who shines so bright, my darling. Hey, hey, what's the next part? Wait a second, I'm looking. Shining rouge, pink like peaches. Shining rouge, pink like peaches. Hey, wait a minute. That's our stuff. I pray that it reaches you, this young girl's prayer. I pray that it reaches you, this young girl's prayer. Floating in the night sky like a silver boat, the beautiful moon reflects my tears of love and hate. Damn it! Why do I have to do this? Floating in the night sky like a silver boat, the beautiful moon reflects my tears of love and hate. Hey, at least you don't have to wear these ridiculous get-ups. I'm so embarrassed, like a die. My heart's beating so fast inside my little breast. My heart's beating so fast inside my little breast. And boy, is it little! My heart's flying, flying to you. Oh, please, will it reach you? My heart's flying, flying to you. I'm completely yours, pretty little me. Yup, you're not pretty. In Japanese. So, do you girls want to try another song? Ricardo, you turn it this time. The man. You're doing okay. A fighting man needs all of his courage. <laughs> You've been drinking. So what? You can still fight when you're drunk. What are you talking about? Could you please explain to us, Sparkle? The time during which the Sigma computer is adjusting itself is the best time for the Decepticons to take control of it. What are we going to do? If everything you say is true, we better let Optimus Prime know. Hey, let's think of a solution. The Decepticons' army has already started attacking the space bridge. We'll take care of it. Go and report all this to the Sydney. All right. 
On Earth, the relieving forces on their way to Cybertron met with Decepticon resistance. Vicious fighting broke out between the two sides. Hang on! You Autobots are a bunch of fools. Don't even think about winning this battle. Just who do you think you are? Where are you from? <laughs> All right, listen up. I'm the ninja consultant for the Decepticons. My name is Six Shot. Oh, yeah? Now you know who I am. Look out! Sneaky, I'll get you. <laughs> this is my way of doing things. I never waste my time talking. Is that right? I'm Ultra Magnus, the Autobots local commander here. Now I want you to see this. How come you missed me? <laughs> this has been my way of doing things. I fight the way soldiers should. Talk is cheap, my friend. Let's see some real action. At the same time, Danny and Wheelie... Come on, Wheelie! How are we going to get to Cybertron? Well, as long as we can get on the robot train... Oh, I don't think that's possible. Oh, hang on! Wait for me! Oh. He's a giant! I told you it was impossible. There's nothing we can do here. Come on, Danny, let's get out of here as soon as possible. Oh. No, hang on, Danny. Huh? What is it, Wheelie? Come on, Danny, we should go that way. No, we can't. It'll get us that way. Trust me, Danny. I've got an idea. Let's go. No problem. You just watch. Way to go! <laughs> you see that fixes him sometimes. You've got to use your head. <laughs> <laughs> 